the Christmas story, God with us. The appointed time finally came to heal the earth. It was twisted and torn, and it could not heal itself. There were many religions apart from Judaism, and all the rituals, the pomp and ceremony that only allowed that gap between God and man to remain. God was about to give humanity a perfect answer. Not a religion, but himself. The divine being, Jesus God, was to make his transition from eternity into time, from heaven to earth, from pure spirit existence to human flesh existence. Father had always planned that a new species was to be born into the earth. He had planned for his son to begin this new species of being, a spirit species, a spiritual species in the earth. Humanity is known as a species called Homo sapiens. It means one who has knowledge and knows. But I believe this new species that came into being at this time was Homo divinicus. God with us. Now was the time for Jesus to go to earth as the Father's Son, to become the pain of what human life had become, and to walk the path of its sorrow and its lost hope, and to lift human life into a place of shared friendship with the three in one. Jesus knew and had agreed before the beginning of time that this was to be the plan. He knew that it was the only way for the love of God to be known by humanity. Jesus knew that he would become the expression of that love in the most perfect way. Holy Spirit was to become a partner with Jesus in the completion of this glorious plan. It was not just Jesus, God, who would inhabit the earth, but Holy Spirit would also become a person of this planet by sharing every moment of life with Jesus. And in that way, he too would experience human life. Father would send a divine seed of life from heaven. And he had chosen a young woman called Mary to receive that seed, which was to contain the full genetic potency of their love and goodness and truth. He sent an angel to announce this amazing news to Mary. Gabriel entered the place where Mary slept. She awoke startled and afraid and sat upright, staring at the heavenly being. The angel Gabriel motioned her to be still and stood quietly in her small room. Mary was told that she had been chosen amongst all women on the earth to give birth to a child who was to be God the Son, and that she was to call him Jesus. She answered back that it was impossible and that she had never been with a man. Gabriel told her that the birth of this child will not have anything to do with Joseph, her betrothed, and that the Holy Spirit would shine his life over her and divine life from heaven would come alive in her womb, even though she was a virgin. He told her that this was the will of Father God and of Jesus and of the Holy Spirit, that they had chosen her to be the mother of this special child 
who would be the liberator of all mankind. Mary humbly surrendered her being to the magnificent will of God. Meanwhile, Gabriel visited Joseph in a dream also and told him that Mary had been chosen by God to give birth to a son who would be God the Son. This was to be a divine work of the Holy Spirit who would cause a holy life to ignite within her being and that this was the fulfilment of a prophecy in the scriptures with which Joseph was familiar. In Isaiah 7, verse 14, it says, A virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and his name will mean God with us. Joseph awoke suddenly, and faith filled his heart, and he declared loudly to himself that there would be no shame, and that Mary would become his wife immediately. They would have this wonderful child and he would care for him as his earthly father. In due course, Gabriel put it into the heart of Caesar Augustus to do a census and register every person in the known world. Everyone had to go to their place of birth to be registered. So Joseph had to take Mary back to Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. And another scripture says in Micah, Chapter 5 and verse 2. O Bethlehem, you are but a small Judean village, yet you will be the birthplace of my king, who is alive from everlasting ages past. God will allow the conflict and chaos until she who is to give birth has her son, and he shall feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, and he will be greatly honoured throughout the world. He will be our peace. Joseph and Mary were sent to the right place at the right time for the birth of Jesus, fulfilling the 700-year-old prophecy of his birthplace. Joseph walked beside the donkey that carried his wife. He was getting weary and the journey was tiresome for Mary and he knew he had to get his wife to the place of his family's household and out of the cold. And the time was getting close for her to give birth. They finally arrived at the family home where they were warmly welcomed and invited inside. The dwelling complex was the usual cluster of rooms surrounding a central courtyard and it became clear to Joseph that the house was overcrowded and that all the guest rooms were occupied. Now let me explain about these guest rooms. The word for guest room in the Bible is kata luma, and this is the word for in, as in Luke 22 verse 11, which states, in the narrative, there was no room at the inn. The inn here actually means one of the guest rooms in the family home. So we're not talking about two travellers trying to book into a local tavern that had already filled its quota in such a busy season. They did not have to go and look for a stable in some paddock up the road. What the story is saying is that Joseph and his wife would have to stay in the stable of the family home downstairs in that warm place where the animals slept and fed. Joseph saw the signs of the oncoming birth in the drawn face 
and the discomfort in Mary's eyes, and he settled her as quickly and gently as he could. A mother sweated through her mother pain, and a baby cried its baby cry of shock as it entered the world. The smile upon father's face in heaven became a laugh of joy, which was echoed by Joseph in the earth, who would now adopt the role of the child's earthly father. Loving mother hands washed the newborn child in a water trough. On earth, it was the natural and familiar scene of new birth. In the universe, it was the most supernatural of any birth in history. It was also ordained that this birth would become the most celebrated event for all time, celebrated annually by millions upon billions down through the ages, many of whom had no idea why or what they were really celebrating. Nearby, where shepherds were looking after their sheep upon the hills, a huge shining star, having reached its zenith, was lighting up the entire sky. The shepherds looked up in wonder at this light, and suddenly the lights of shining angels dazzled them, and they became terrified and ran and huddled together. The angel Gabriel appeared above them, sent to tell them of the birth of Jesus. He told them not to be afraid, and that he had great and marvellous news for them, for all the world to hear. He told them that they would find a child, the newborn king of the universe, God the Saviour, wrapped in simple clothing in a nearby stable. Suddenly, Gabriel was joined by a multitude of angels as the brilliant night sky resounded with their voices singing. And they listened enraptured at the magnificent words, The glory of God is being seen in the heavens, and his love and goodness is creating a new era of peace for all mankind. Their singing of this new creation was the magnificent sequel to their song of the first creation, when God created the universe. As it says in the book of Job, chapter 38, verse 4, when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. When the singing had stopped and the angels had left, they were guided to the place where this extraordinary and singular event was taking place in the earth. These simple shepherds became the emissaries to the world of the birth of this King of Kings, this child, and all who heard them were astounded and amazed. A great light shone that night. A light shone upon a newborn child who would bring light into this world, to every person born into this world, which is what is stated in the Gospel of John, chapter 1 and verse 9. And this light would be contested by darkness as always. But the conflict now rose to a new height. Time waited for the outcome, the verdict, the final encounter between light and darkness on a cross one dark and stormy day. Time would wait until Father was ready. Then this light would be able to overcome darkness in every single life. God with us means more than just alongside us. It means he is within and through our being. 
and more than that, we are within and through his being. So as far as we're concerned, having God within and through our being, and we within and through his being, is how we get to know God. Holy Spirit speaks into our spirit, the mind and words of Jesus, and we see and know Jesus in this way. Faith lets us speak to him as a person, person to person. 1 John 2.27 says this, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. This does not mean we disregard scriptural teaching. This scripture simply makes alive and real the personal and individual whisper of God into our spirit as the wisdom and understanding of the mind and heart of God that we need in any given situation and at any given time. That becomes the light to our path, allowing us to express our unique and truest self in the best possible way. That is our faith. Christmas waits to be truly celebrated. Without Christmas, there is no way we could ever have known God. God bless you all. And a happy and joyful Christmas. Amen.